Uh, let's get to Dr. Ed Feathers. He spends more time at the Eastern Mountain Yacht Club than the Eastern Mountain Football Club. He's with us now here on Sports Breakfast. Good day, Ed. Morning, Jacob, and good morning, Wayne. And um, look, Eastern Mental Football Club, I can still remember going down there many years ago with Bill Derma, the doc down there in those days, out into the sheds at the back, and the blokes Con Regan and Trizzy Lawrence and Oscar Howard. Um, I had some great times with my Uncle Bill, and uh, it was it was good. I'm an Eastern Mantle supporter, Jacob. That's good to hear in a week like this, Ed. We need all the support we can get heading into a, uh, a finals Are you here. getting treatment, Ed? <laughs> <laughs> no, Wayne, but many people think maybe that should happen, but no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not Wayne. Well, no, East, I'm East, okay with it. Eastern Mantle Oval's looking a little bit different these days, uh, Ed. It's undergoing a redevelopment. Anyway, let's leave football to one side, because that story's been done to death this week. What news do you have for us in the sport of sailing this morning? The Western Australian Sailing Awards come up on Thursday, the 5th of October, so we're looking forward to that. The West Sail Youth so- Coaching Clinic, 30th September to the 3rd of October, it's, I like to think of it as a nursery, and um, there's a lot of talent scouts down there looking for emerging youth, and Tristan Brown, the coach from Western Australian Institute of Sport, will be there for sure. Starting today is the Western Australian Women's Sailing Team in action at the Sailors League World Championships in Denmark. Mia Lovelady, Matilda and Rosie Rowell, and Trina Bruckton and Juliet Costanza are there. And um, Sail GP's on this weekend and next weekend, Mark the start of the ocean racing season for Western Australia. <clears throat> the Paris Olympics, they're, they're all trying to qualify. What about the two West Australians in the mixed 470, Nia Jerwood and uh, Connor Nicholas? What have they got to do? What, what, what's their equation, I suppose you could call it, to, to get and qualify? Look, these two are really talented, and um, there's only 19 spots in the Olympics, and the first opportunity to qualify Australia's gone when uh, the Hague was the, the regatta. They had some great results there, like a first, a third, a couple of eights, and a second, and that those sort of numbers would have been enough to qualify them, but they've had a 19th there and a 27th and a 30th, so just, they just didn't get there. So their next opportunity is the Olympic qualification process for sailing divides uh, the, the world into regions, so Australia's in what they call the Oceania region, there's one for North America, South America, etc. So there's only one spot from the region, so the Oceania Championships come up in Melbourne at the Royal Brighton Yacht Club, November the 30th to December the 3rd. So really there's not a lot of sailing nations uh, at that level of Mia and Connor, um, except for New Zealand, of course, and across the ditch. So we just have to watch out for that. That's their next opportunity. And then there's only one more chance after that, the last chance regatta uh, over in the Hayes next year in April. So hopefully it'll be done by uh, over in Melbourne, Wayne, in um, the end of November. We'll watch out for that. Now, we've spoken a bit about the Sail GP. It's uh, this weekend. Can you tell us about the venue, Ed, and, and which teams need to pick up the pace uh, at the event? What a beautiful venue, St. Tropez. It brings images of the beach scene, fancy cars and film stars, fans arriving in from Provence, Provence on jet skis and super yachts and really a beautiful spot and spectacular race course close to the, all of that. Last season the Sail GP speed record was established at that venue, so you're looking for good wins there. The French, New Zealand and USA teams really need to show something at this event. Uh, Jacob, because they're they're down on what you'd expect. Uh, it'll be on Fox and Ko, seven thirty to nine pm, Saturday and Sunday. You can also get it on the app and YouTube. And as I said last week, 
the pre and the post racing press conferences are a really good way to get involved and get a feel for for the for the for the skippers of the boats. I, I think I recommend it. All right, what's on? Uh, let's go sailing this afternoon, Ed. While I'm driving around. Uh, next weekend, uh, the 15th, 16th September is the Perth boat show is on way. Oh, um, right. So, yeah, so that's coming up. And is um, that is that at so Elizabeth Key, or again, as they still do that in the entertainment centre? Uh, they didn't do Elizabeth Key last year, and so, but it's back this year, Elizabeth Key. So okay. it's back at Elizabeth Key. It's nice because you can walk around there and, mm. and see all the fancy boats and, um, particularly the ribs, the, the, beautiful ribs that you know they're fantastic um so peter woods who's the promoter of the event joins us very fortunately and let's go sailing talk a bit about it in the early part of our show um tony pugh's coming in um and he'll give us all the dates of the opening days for the wa yacht clubs for the coming se- opening season and we'll talk about the world windsurfing championships coming out in the waters of south perth yacht club 29th of december through to 4th of January, expecting 200 to 300 entrants. It's a lot of sailors, and it'll be pretty spectacular with all those coloured sailors, wind servers out on the swan. It's such an iconic venue, Fremantle, uh, Perth, Fremantle slash Perth for sailing, and when there's an event like this on, they'll come from all over the world. Look at the entries already. I think there's over 200, so it's like it's a massive event and brings a lot of people to town, a lot of sailors, and it'll be fun, but the boat show's good fun. That it is, yeah, great time of year as well, mid-September, so weather's starting to take a turn for the better and a reminder of what's coming as we move towards summer. No surprise that Tony Pugh's back in the studio, Ed, after uh, Carlton's return to finals. It's all it needed for the Blues to make finals, and these Sharks are in the finals as well, so Ed, Tony's happy to come in? Yes, that's right, that's right, Jesus. Yeah, he's there again. Good. Good to have him back. Good to have him back. And yes, perhaps a bit of showboating, pardon the expression, from one uh, Tony Pugh today. Ed, have a great show uh, and enjoy the weekend. Plenty to look forward to in the sport of sailing. Yeah, you too, guys. Ta-da, bye. Ed Feathers joining us this morning here on Sports Breakfast. Uh, Yes, for a long time they were sparring partners here regularly in the studio. Tony Pugh and Ed Feathers, um, I don't know what's happened to Tony. Tony just disappeared off the radar there for a while. We're on Erasmus, has been a big part of the show of recent times. But yeah, Tony's back.